Cross Politic begins in three, two, one. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is King of Kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right When the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Waterboy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politics Special Grace Agenda Edition in the house. Is that what we're calling this? Yeah, I guess. I just Special made Edition? You did not clear that with us. I just made that. You didn't clear it with them. I just made it up. <laughs> I'm good at making up things on the fly. We have, um, besides Chuck and Pastor Toby, we also have three other pastors in the house with us. So. We're going we're gonna to have a good fight today. Let's say yes. Like, right? I mean, four four pastors in one room. Three on what three. What could go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> let, me, uh, let me introduce, introduce our guests. Him. We have Pastor Yost Nixon with us. Hey. Howdy. Pastor Virgil Hurt. Welcome. Yep. And Pastor Joe Clark. Hello, hello. And uh, wait, wait, wait. So Yost, you're now in Minneapolis? I am. Yes. What? And you're wor- and working with? I'm with Training Leaders International. Right. Okay. Is that a Piper thing? You know, it started out of Piper's Church, but then it, it grew too big and kind of got spun off. Okay. okay. Training Leaders International yep. out of Minneapolis. Virgil, you're in Virginia? Lynchburg, Virginia. I've been there 17 years. Lynchburg. What's the name of your church? Providence Church. Providence Church. Wow, but look at that Providence. It's, it's real. <laughs> wow. It's a real thing. 17 years. Yep. You know, um, when Virgil left this area, I took over his catechism class. Get out. Oh, so you're from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, but, look at well, that. well, Yost and Virgil both went to Greyfires. Like you guys were the first Greyfire. Oh no, 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 no. I was no. third. Third. Yeah, it wasn't Hatcher Ben Merkel first, and Dave Hatcher right. were first. I was the next year. Okay. Yeah. And then okay. I think yeah. Yost came the next year. Maybe you were next after that. I came in '99. Yeah. Wow. Well, and, and Yost, you came back for retraining. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> what, what happened to you? Yeah. Well, that's a good question. You know, um, what happened was I was already uh, reformed in in my soteriology, and uh, I was reading this guy named Doug Wilson, and we, I, you know, Never heard but, of him. I know <laughs> post millennialism, and it got me into all sorts of trouble. So I came back to the states. Where were you? I was in South Africa. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I was, man. Yeah, plant. That's Jamaican. Wait a second. Yeah, Stop. Really, come Gay. on, bro. You're about eight thousand miles away from where you need to be. If you want to Forgive that. him. He's from Texas. Yeah, that's my only accent. It doesn't yeah, matter if it's it? Russian, okay. Texas, or whatever. It's Jamaican. That's how it comes out. So. Yeah. Yeah. So the, anyway, that brought me here, and uh, and uh, hung out here for a while. Had some teeth pulled, some <laughs> some bones reset. Yeah, and then yeah. you went um, to go up to Spokane to, it was, that's it, right. was it to start the church, or was it already kind of planted. Uh, that's a good and- question. Uh, it was on a. I, I was the I was the guy that actually the beginning was responsible for um, for setting up the preaching rotation, and I was on that preaching rotation. Yeah. So I was involved from the beginning, 
and was there when the church constituted. Okay. So pretty much the founding pastor, but I wasn't there at the very, very beginning. Yeah. Okay. Very good. And then Virgil, you came here in 98? 92. 92. Okay. I was, I was, you yeah. look a little younger than, than, than you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true. It's, 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 I'm getting some years on me now. Yeah. yeah. And you, but you did great fires. I did. Well, that's not why we came here. The week we came here, my wife's family had some family here that yeah. that were uh, her, her sister was involved in the very first days of Logos, one of the first teachers there, and <clears throat> we had heard of some of Wilson's ministries. It was, I think, even b- before Credenda got going, and okay, and uh, we were becoming more reformed in our thinking, and just wanted to be in a church where we could raise our kids, and yeah, that was our initial move here. So, where did you come from? We uh, we grew up in southern Idaho. We moved immediately here from Montana. We've been living in Montana for a while. And okay. Working in a sawmill. Oh, wow. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Learning how to work hard. And you worked in Kinko's. I did, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. Yeah. While he was out here? But while you were okay, doing great farms? Yeah. In fact, at one point, I employed three quarters of the NSA student body <laughs> <laughs> because there That's were four of them. There, were, there yeah. were four of them in the first class and three of them worked for me. <laughs> That's yeah. a claim to fame right there. Yes. Uh, yeah. He used to work for me, son. Just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Now, now, Joe. Yeah. Yes. Where are you from? Who are you? I'm from uh, Summersworth, New Hampshire. Oh, how about uh, I'm a pastor and a teacher out there at our uh, parish school. Awesome, man. Yeah. And and how, what's your, how did you get to, to become a pastor training? You know, what's your story there? Uh, so I've, I've been doing pastoring uh, for the last three years. Uh, I'm really blessed I get to be a pastor at the church that my dad actually was a pastor at for 25 years. Yeah. Um, passed away a couple of years ago. Um, but now I'm one of the three pastors on staff there. Um, so I did some training under him uh, and I'm currently doing some training under, uh, which I believe would be Toby's yeah, wife's my, brother-in-law my brother-in-law yeah oh, well yeah it's both of our brothers okay yeah. all right yeah so we're still CJ married Bowen. so yeah oh, so this is a family situation right here yeah. well <laughs> he's training under my brother-in-law i don't know if yeah. this is a family. Whoa, whoa cj up in new hampshire cj's no, no, no. in in uh, annapolis maryland yeah yeah so okay. so he's they're part of the same presbytery right right uh, right and so right. um yeah. so they're doing some training through there joe awesome. and i are also we're in the same yeah. presbytery yeah. as well yeah. it goes all the way down yeah. to virginia yeah yeah. Wow. Who, who drew those board? lines? That's a Yankee line right there, man. <laughs> there you go. Actually, actually we, we tried to include them and give them a little culture up there. So. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Wow. That's great. Well, well, the reason why we have you guys in, because uh, for our listeners, this is our Grace Agenda Conference. This is kind of our national conference. What's that? What are you going to You just oh, going to start this, clicking? this sound right here? No one can see that. This, this sound? None of our listeners no can, can see that. that? Yeah. Sound effects. The, the, oh, this sound. This happens to be uh, clicking. <laughs> sound from the new cross politic pin yes yeah that we have for everybody at the grace agenda conference so i would just oh, i just yeah. had that in my hand while you were talking it just happened to be clicking <laughs> that's, that's, that's so, can we can people buy these somewhere if they want N- no uh, but they, really. we do but have merch they can buy though they, we have tons of merch coffee and Lots of coffee t-shirts t-shirts sweatshirts hats and and Lord willing, we're going to have um, magnetic bumper stickers here. In I was going to say, what about bumper stickers? Yeah, they're coming. Well, people are actually use those. We've had it. We've had a couple of our listeners reach out and say, "Hey, we'll buy this. We'll buy that, and help us out and everything." So they're forcing us to have merchandise. Yes, they're they're like, <laughs> "You guys are desperate. Um, you need some help." So we got some listeners helping us with that. So wow. Yeah. Uh, 
There you go. Anyway, you were saying so, something. So the reason why we have uh, these pastors in the house with us, because you guys traveled here to come to the leadership training conference and to be part of Grace Agenda. And so we thought we'd have some pastors from around the U.S. join us and discuss some things. So that's what this episode, this show is about and everything. So. And we're going to have you guys talk so we don't have to. So <laughs> this is kind of like our vacation time. That's really why you're here. Yeah. All right. All right. But before we get there, I got some cross-politic news uh, for you guys. Yes. What? Yes. Yeah, so Town Hall recently reported that sleazy... D.C., um, Mike Pence's respect for his wife and professional women should be applauded. So sleazy D.C. is making fun of Mike Pence. Um, Babylon, you guys know about this. Mike Pence this last week um, was reported in the media that he doesn't go to dinner with w- other women besides his wife. He won't <gasps> go to an event <laughs> oh my gracious. Um, where there's alcohol served without his wife. And those are kind of – it's kind of like the old Billy Graham rule. Wow. And um, – uh, the Babylon Bee, the, the the probably the most real news in all this, <laughs> reports that Bill Clinton calls Mike Pence strict marital practices excessive. <laughs> <laughs> they hit it every time. I know. Every time. I know. But oh, but here we got this. We got this VP um, uh, reporting in the news or being interviewed in the media, and he says something to the effect of, "You know, I I actually have a dinner. standard. In I have a standard. I, yeah." yeah. And there, and and his wife is, uh, you know, honoring his wife in that standard, and the media trips. It, it just went all over Twitter. It was it was, it was a crazy scenario. Well, he, he's setting a standard nobody else can live up to. So I, I see why they're mad. Yeah. Well, I, I, my thought was, you have all these liberals running around with crabs between their legs, getting mad at Mike <laughs> Pence because he has a, a a a virtuous standard that they don't have. Right. And then. And this is definitely connected. I think this is definitely connected to the abortion thing that happened yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Or was it yesterday? What was that? A couple days ago, so, I think. Toby. 15 you... felonies, right? Uh, count. Oh, you're talking oh. about Daniel. No, no, not even there yet. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. going there. Okay. I'm going there. That's good. premature there. Okay. That's good. It's okay. Um, we'll bring that in. Um, was it yesterday? What's the, what's the day today? <laughs> it's Friday. It's okay, Friday. Let's just say it's Friday. <laughs> it's, Mike it's... Pence was the tiebreaker. In the Senate for revoking, revoking Obama order on abortion, um, uh, providing funding. So states now no longer are forced or required to provide uh, funding to Planned Parenthood, which they should have never and been so, forced. Mm, anyway. I know. Seriously. Well, but what happened was there's Obama legislation that forced this issue. Right. Oh. He said Obama said um, created legislation that required all the states to provide even funding, a funding form, some sort of funding formula, but had to give funding to all the medical providers in every state. Regardless of abortion, because mm. what was starting to happen were, um, you know, states were starting to say, hey, we're going to cut um, uh, abortion funding from Planned Parenthood, but not from these other organizations. And Obama, because they had the House and Senate, could pass this mm-hmm. and require the states to do all the funding. So I definitely think that's connected in all this, what Mike Pence just so, did. So you said it made, it, it made him a target because he made the standard of saying, hey, you know what? Uh, yeah. You now don't have to supply your, gov- your state funds to Planned Parenthood. You think that made yeah. him a target? Yeah, and I think, um, and to be fair, uh, I think the the Mike Pence uh, I don't go out to eat with women thing. I think it happened first, yeah. and then this well, vote happened. I, yeah, but everyone knows Mike Pence is pro life. And look, and anybody who comes out with a standard talking about how they're going to treat their wives and treat them better um, and be faithful is going to be hit. Period. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think it takes the issue of abortion. I think any sort of talk of a faithful leader and having a standard of uh, saying, "Hey, I won't go here if this is happening without my wife," or "I won't go there." That puts everybody. Look, when somebody hears that who is not doesn't have a standard for marriage, that strikes them already saying, well, how dare you force that on me? 
mm-hmm. right? Because their conscience is being pricked about how they're mm-hmm. treating their wife, mm-hmm. right? Their conscience is being pricked saying, well, I don't have a standard for... Yeah. Like, as soon as he said that, it made me think about, like, man, how well am I protecting my marriage in those environments? I think it was Albert Moeller who said, when I go out and I do conferences, I don't hug women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. Yeah. You're not my wife. I don't want a picture at any time to be taken to mean something mm-hmm. that it didn't mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so to protect my wife from ever having to say, well, I know it wasn't that, or I know I just it just made me... He's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. Yeah. So you'll see him straight arm, stiff as a board, standing right next to him. Like, <laughs> like, hey. <laughs> yes, she was here. She yeah. met me. All right. <laughs> that's about it. But, you know, I think that's actually, the, I, I, commend, I commend him for that. Um, but I, I don't think that it takes um, his comments or his, his, uh, his voting on Planned Parenthood to strike that. Yeah. I think anytime a Christian in the culture makes that kind of standard. That's enough of a reason for people to throw salt on you. This morning I saw a, uh, I think it was either Slate or Salon headline that, that, that said, you know, Pence uh, doesn't dine alone with women who are not his wife, <laughs> and, and it's probably illegal. What? Seriously. What? Come on. That was actually published. And it's probably by, illegal. And it's probably illegal. In the words of Trump, that's that fake news. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Very fake news. news. Illegal. But, that, but the thing that, I mean, of course, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely but, absurd. But the thing, mm-hmm. the thing that I thought was insane, though, was the fact that it got published. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it was either Slate or Salon. They actually published it. But, you know, and they said that ridiculous thing. This is, a, this is a great thing for Christians right now because whenever someone gets to talk about marriage in the public square, we own the rights to that. Yeah, so you guys, absolutely. you guys want to talk about a standard on how you treat women? Great, we're open for that conversation. Yeah. What, what, what were you thinking? Welcome, <laughs> yeah. welcome. What, what exactly do you think a standard for marriage should be? Yeah. You know, I mean, right. They, right, they're, right. you know, they're opening right. up. You don't get all moral on us. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, they're getting moral. It's like really. Yeah. Well, here's here's what's uh, so reading the town uh, the hill dot com the article that they wrote on this. Um, they quote Mitch. Connell, because he obviously voted um, for it, right? He didn't. But there's only two Republicans who voted against this measure, and so Mike Pence had to be the tiebreaker. Right. And the two Republicans were both women. One of them, <laughs> one of them was. Uh, oh, this keeps oh, getting better. Get, yeah, yeah, breathe, yeah. breathe in, breathe, breathe out. Was the Republican um, Senator Lisa Murkowski in Alaska? That's from Alaska. Yep. yep. And Susan Collins in Maine. Joe, Maine, your girl, Joe. your girl from Maine. Yeah, <laughs> she voted. Yeah, he's actually New Hampshire. Maniacs oh, New Hampshire. Oh, come there, on, yeah. it's, it's close. All, it's close. Same thing. Same yeah. thing. Yeah. And and so, but the the article quoted uh, Mitch McConnell and all this, and this is weak to me. So Mitch McConnell's reasoning behind all this, he said it was uh, the Obama administrator's move that hurt local communities. So Mitch McConnell's playing, hey, Obama's legislation hurt local communities. I, he never explains why. Um, but he's, oh, well, he kind of does. He says it substituted Washington's judgment for the needs of real people. Um, this, this regulation is an unnecessary restriction on states that know their residents a lot better than the federal government. So he's hiding behind localism. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Right, he's, yep. he's like, oh, this is, I believe in localism. States, I believe in states' rights. States' rights. In a very weird way. <laughs> Um, yeah. Instead of instead of making it about abortion, Mitch McConnell makes it about localism, which is just like right. I just coward. I just uh, Limpy. I just tweet, yeah. I just tweeted a little while ago. This I don't know who this Charlie Daniels is. Do you guys know who Charlie Daniels is? <laughs> He's from the ten- musician. Musician. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, you do not know. Oh, Come yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, you gonna have to bring up no, his music. I don't, and, oh, I don't even know who Charlie did. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. but right. I like his tweet. Right. Hey, you I like his tweet. You and me, you and me. Did you see this? Did you see this, Charlie? Wow. Yeah. He, he tweets a little while ago. How about some cities declaring themselves a sanctuary for the unborn and refuse to abide by the federal laws allowing abortion? Oh, nice, brilliant. Want some sanctuary cities? Brilliant. Yeah. The problem is, is that we don't have the ones who could do it. They don't have the guts to do it. Liberals actually yeah. have guys. Liberals have the guts to do this kind of Absolutely. stuff, yeah. and they're going to dare you. Yeah. <laughs> this goes back to the point about that headline. So part of so leadership means making room for righteousness. Preach, brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. So leadership means making room for righteousness. Well, what the wicked are always doing is making room for more wickedness. wickedness. That's right. And so what you do though is, in order to lead that way, you overstate stuff. Mm. You you ask for more than you can actually get. So you say things ridiculous things like. You know, Pence only eats out with his wife. It's probably illegal, uh-huh. which is ridiculous. But what happens is the publisher can say, oh, sure, that's kind of silly. But what they're doing is they're actually making room for people to say that kind of stuff or just shy of it. Yeah, right. And, and that's not considered insane. They're pushing the envelope to where they want us to go and how to think. But Christians, yeah, yeah and Christians don't think tactically like that at all. Mm-hmm. Christians are not thinking we need to we need to ask for far more than we think we can get, even though. That's what we're told to do. Yeah, yeah. Right? that's right. That's right. right. God's going to give mm-hmm. us far more that's than great. we think, ask, or imagine. Um, and we don't, we don't think that. We don't pray that way. And we don't go to city council and say, hey, let's just make this a sanctuary city. Right? No Planned Parenthood, no abortion here. So, so Virgil, you're outside of D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, what's, the, what's the abortion fight like around your community, your area, being in Virginia? Well, we we have a somewhat unique situation, particularly in Lynchburg, where where I live, where home of liberty. It's home of liberty, and, and liberty universities out there. Liberty right. University. It's, it's a big big university. Uh, you know, literally thousands and thousands of Christians, tens of thousands of Christians. Our our city is very Christian city in that regard. There's still liberals and liberal agenda there, but it it doesn't drive the conversation. We're in, we're in a unique situation there where. The, the Christian worldview is much more prominent there than wow. than in other places, and so wow. even something like abortion, uh, I don't think there's a place to get an abortion in Lynchburg at all. You have to drive wow. to another city. So imagine that, and and that has to do with the culture. It has to do with who's dominating the conversation, yeah. and uh, and and God honors that. Hey, amen. When we come back on Cross Politic, we're going to see if Mike Pence's deciding vote uh, to allow states to defund Planned Parenthood has any implications at all for pastors. Next on Cross Politic. This is Cy Timbrunke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. In previous segments, we've gone over some of the difficulties with evidential arguments for the existence of God. Here's the question. Where do you hear evidence is presented out in the world? In court. Who do you give evidence to in court? The judge or the judge and jury? If someone tells you that they don't believe in God and you try to convince them with evidence, who are you saying is the judge? Them. And who's on trial? God. We put the Lord of glory in the criminal's box and try to acquit him in the unbeliever's blasphemous courtroom. Now God has given us wonderful evidences for his existence. We can win that court case. We can acquit God. But who are we saying is the judge? The unbeliever. It makes no sense for the unbeliever to say that God must meet their burden of proof before they'll bow down and worship Him. No. 
God has given everyone sufficient evidence of his existence so as to leave them without excuse, as it says in Romans chapter 1. When people become Christians, they don't go from unbelief to belief, but from suppressing the truth to professing it. Our apologetic presentation must be gospel-centered in the hope that God uses it to open blind eyes. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. Welcome back to Cross Politic. We uh, this segment's brought to you by uh, Oatmeal free, Stout, free state beer from Kansas. Kansas beer. And how do we get beer from Kansas? We from got Daniel. We got some love from Kansas in the studio right now. This is yes. just amazing. So one of our listeners drove all the way up, obviously, to participate in Grace Agenda. No, they drove all the way up to, to hang us. out, to hang out at Cross <laughs> And then he was like, "Oh, I guess I could go to that conference also." <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he he made us a sign. He did. He made us a sign. We'll have to take a picture. And, and we're going to we'll post, post this. Yes. Fight, laugh, feast. Yep. At, we'll do it at the conference where our yeah. our uh, uh, banner is set up, our, our booth is set up. Yeah. And we'll take a picture and we'll post it. Super I want cool one of those sign. for my yeah. house. Yeah. Daniel, nice. that's awesome. We need it's to sell uh, those. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, we're brother. Loving it. Loving it. So what are we doing? Um. I, well, Chuck, you said before we, we left, you yes. had some. You, we, we were going to get the answer from Yost. Well, since we yeah. have, yeah. <laughs> well, we have. You guys three, are hurting. <laughs> <laughs> are hurting. We have we have three pastors here, yeah. three three wise men, and it's right like now, the Trinity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you know, the wise man, frankincense, myrrh, and gold, yeah, gold right? Yeah, yeah, there we go. Right. Yeah. Um, and and right now, it looks like that states are going to be able to defund Planned Parenthood, and I think that pastors are going to have to be at the forefront of this if we're going to see any success. Mm. And so I want to put put pressure on the states to actually do this. I think so. And we have to, um, if we want to see abortion become illegal in our state, that's one of the ways, one of the tactics that I think that we need to start doing is, is like, how do pastors get involved in this? And so as men who are actively already involved, it seems like um, with with uh, Pastor Virgil, it's hard for me to call you guys by your first name. I'm sorry. It's just I'm not used to it. I come from a traditional black round, black church. Black round? Yeah, black round. Black round? It's a black round. I'm black. It's a black round. Um, where we so actually, is it a white ground for me? Well, or, no, I mean, you guys don't do this. Okay. You guys, no, you guys don't have the same thing. For me, in the black round church... Um, we actually call our pastor Pastor So and So, like last name, a pastor last name, like Pastor yeah. Sumter, yeah, Pastor, pastor Sumter, Hurt, yeah, or just Pastor, or you know, or just Pastor, or Reverend, or you know, the Good Doctor, something like that. Okay. So it's really hard for me to say Yo's Virgil, you know, yeah. Joe's heart. Sorry, so you forgive me. Pastor. But so here's the question to you guys: Right now, you are hearing this news. You you realize now that you have the ability in your state to defund Planned Parenthood. What's your what's your marching rules to your congregation? What's the first thing that you're going to go do after this? After you get up from praying. For 15 20 minutes <laughs> you know i wish you wouldn't have said that because i was in my mind i was thinking you know it's got to start with prayer you stole my answer yeah. from me man yeah. um yeah that's that's a good question i'm new to um, minnesota i just moved there a little while ago that's my hometown is it? It is. Oh, that's a big town, man. Grew up in Minneapolis. Did you? North okay. side, south side okay. all day. South yep. side is where I'm at. Okay. All right. We don't like you guys very much, but respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and by the grace of God, in this last, speaking about it from a, a political perspective, um, the, the Lord just really allowed us to overturn 
the um the house and the senate in minnesota in minnesota wow yeah oh yeah through the work of some really uh really uh great folks great folks just uh, rallying uh churches and pastors together and uh kind of getting out the vote um i get the feeling that minnesota's kind of pastoral network is more political than most pastoral networks that i'm aware of in other states i I, I have to agree with you on that only because the lutherans um, okay. have kind of established that culture there yeah. where mm. um, they are very, and you can probably speak to this since you're there now, but growing up there, they're very socially engaged. So politics yeah. is not very disconnected from the Christianity that they preach. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can't, I don't think I could speak much to it cause I'm still kind of a newbie, but oh, there goes my, sorry. That's okay. We still hear <laughs> you. Just, <laughs> right? yeah. You don't worry um, about it. Yeah. Um, with the Lutherans, that it was kind of Lutherans, Catholics, uh, yeah. evangelicals, all of them wow, kind of together. Um, but I, you know, I have an inherent suspicion. Um, I mean, we have to move in politics. We have to use the engines that God gives us, um, and yet at the same like time, that. we have to remember that uh, anything short of conversion is 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 way way too short a solution. Yeah. Um, Where's the organ? Preach, pastor. Where's your organ? Get that organ so, out. <laughs> so, <laughs> organ. hey, I control the organ here, Jim. All right, sweet. <laughs> yeah, you know, no, I mean, honestly, if, 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 even if we were to eradicate abortion today, which would be awesome, it would be incredible, and, and we need need to strive for that. Yet we have to remember that, um, really. The Holy Spirit changes hearts. That's what we're aiming for. Yeah, right. um, is is for transformation of our culture from the inside, from the individual out. Amen. And we, if we eradicated abortion today, we'd still have a bunch of um, uh, it's sin in some other way, man. Pregnant, uh, non Christian, pregnant. Right. People, we're, right? We're, the idolatry is going to find another right. avenue. Right. Yeah. Right. Right now, yeah. it's coming out through abortion. It'll come out. It'll find some other way to get out. Yep. Um, instead of uh, that, that cheerful, willing submission to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Amen. Right. Mm. Uh, it, it's interesting to me, though, that we uh, I completely agree with what Yo said, but we we live in an interesting time, and it, it seems that there is somewhat of a tide shift. We used to talk about in terms of uh, the fact of abortion uh, being legal in the land and so many being uh, abortions being done wasn't the thing that was going to bring God's judgment. It was God's judgment. Amen. It yeah. is God's yeah, judgment. Right. Yeah. So here we are in a time yeah. where now some of this stuff is seems to be reversing. Hmm. So it's not as if, to me, it looks like God is blessing us in a way that he hasn't up until hmm. recently, which I think I find very interesting. Now, we're, it's, it's, we're a few days into this new administration, and we don't know how this is going to turn. But there seems to be some real good science here on what is happening inside the soul of the culture. Um, what does that mean for the gospel? What does that mean for the power of the gospel to transform people's lives individually? I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I find the fact that this is turning is really a positive sign. I think you also have the fact just that this is, I mean, the whole homo- homosexual agenda thing going, we know that that's... That's a dead end culturally. Like it just it's just a dead end. Fruitless. It's fruitless. It's a dead end. Yeah. And and then the transgender thing following it is just I, I think, you know, there there was a story today, I didn't I didn't read it, but I think it was I think it was published by Christianity Today about some transgender person that I can't remember which way it was, man, woman. But um 
it's just a it's a autobiography. Uh, autobiography. I can't talk. Autobiographical. <laughs> oh no! No, not you're you. not going to help. Yeah, you're not going to help. No, thanks for helping, Gabe. You don't get to correct anybody. No, I said that. I just maybe in Texas said it. You said it in Texan. Um, and about this this person who had gone through the surgeries and all this kind of stuff and is like totally regretting it. And I think, and I think that's going to be the story yeah. over and over again, even with like, you know, kids growing up in homosexual, you know, marriage families, right, whatever. Right. Um, the, the, the fact that you, when you get so far from um, the way God made the world, it's just everything unravels and it doesn't hold together. I think that's yeah. another part of the, I mean, it's a curse on the one hand, but I think also the, the flip side of it is I think you get to the end of that rope quickly. Right. Yeah. It, it doesn't work. And it, now where do we go? It doesn't work. Yeah. And then, yeah, we need hope and we need, you know, we, we want answers. Yeah. Also, too, I don't think we should take for granted. You were talking, Pastor Virgil, about the, um, see how I did that? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, we were, you were talking about what kind of time we're in right now, whether we're under judgment or we're, you know, if we're kind of actually, God's giving us some light. I think, I think, I think just to piggyback on that is we're at a place right now where if we don't be bold, this is only heaping more judgment up for us. Right. I agree. <laughs> you yeah. know, agree. because yeah. we have a time right now where our president is saying and doing whatever he wants to do. He no, he doesn't care. He what, don't care. And, and he gets elected president. Our president is, and he exactly. Uh huh. <laughs> Not only that, he got elected first yeah. of all, right? Yeah. When everybody else said that wasn't going to happen, he's telling people to watch this show, <laughs> turn on the Fox News tonight. You know, and he's just doing whatever he wants to do. He's no, I'm tweeting. not going to go to your debate. No, I, you guys are fake news, CNN, calling them out by name. And then it seems like we, we're kind of bashful back here, right? And we're not saying, well, hey, guys, you know, God still loves you. And, you know, there's this thing that you can do. And, oh, no, don't worry about that, Sam. We just pat you on that. It's okay. Just, you know. And he, here it is. Like, sharp distinctives are being made. And, and Christians have an opportunity now more than ever to say, yes. If anybody has a sharp distinctive, we do. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about this last week with with the Neil Gorsuch um, hearings, you know, and, and I don't know if you guys, you know, watch some of those those clips of him getting questioned about his views on Roe oh, versus yeah. Wade and stuff, and mm-hmm. and uh, he was just this like, I don't know, how would you describe it, David? His answers. Well, his answers were just. Um, following the letter of the law, kind of judicial, right. yeah. Yeah. saying uh, um, cowardly, but but well, yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. but, but cowardly. Yeah, okay, that's what I was going to get to. Okay, but, um, <laughs> you but, took but like Yost. You he, said pray, and then you just he did that he, he avoided the he avoided the confrontation though completely. And of course, like politically, yeah. you're like, okay, I understand. He's got to like you know mm-hmm. you know fall in the lines and you know do, you know check the boxes. And His so answer on. worked for everybody, and, and <laughs> you know, and there's a certain sense, of course, of which. He's right in another sense in which I think it represents cowardice. Yeah. Um, and and it, it was highly ironic to me, though, to think like, okay, like this is Trump's pick. Trump says whatever he wants. Yeah. And he, yeah. he doesn't care. And he got elected because of that. Right. right? People elected him because he doesn't care. Yeah. And, and yet we, I think we're still sort of um, tiptoeing around the... Yeah, I just I want to hear from Joe. Yeah, I do too. I was going to ask him. So. Joe, uh, what's what's uh, what's the situation like in New Hampshire? Not um, Maine. No, not, not Maine. Not, yeah, not Maine. No, 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 let's, no, no. Let's let's. No, that's those are fighting words. Are you guys there. gonna <laughs> when you go back home? Are you gonna raise up the flag and say let's end abortion here now today? Just, well, just so yeah, put that I mean, pressure if, on you. You know, you've got that you've got that <laughs> political end of things that you would encourage your people to definitely reach out to um, the means necessary there to you know advocate for what it is that we would see as uh, advanced, but. Um, and then you also have that thing that you would encourage your uh, congregants to get out in their community and actually to, get, to see what's actually out there as an alternative 
um, to reach out and minister the gospel um, to these you know people that are really struggling with this um, and to get involved in that front and really show them that we have something that they really want. We have real love and we have real community. Real help and forgiveness. Yeah. Because, yeah. and you know, a lot of people say, well, what about the people who don't have options? And this is like, you're, you're taking away the options from them to be able to have a life. And that there's scared people out there with, and they're pregnant. They don't know what to do. And you're removing mm-hmm. all those options for them. Well, this is, again, not only do we want to end abortion, but we actually want to help people. That's the whole point. It's not taking away something from you. It's giving you life, mm-hmm. giving you a child to raise, showing you how to be a good mother and father and family who loves the Lord. So one of the things, too, I think we need to be clear about is that we're not taking things away from you. You don't have those options anyway. Right. <laughs> right? Well, all, well, all, all the, the good things that God would give you yes. uh, are being taken from you. That we're, trying to exact, we're trying to restore something back to you. Mm-hmm. And so in that process, too, but what do we do? We got, we got some, did I tell you guys about, did I talk to you? I, I've been telling people about this, um, heroin study. Did I tell you about this? No, I haven't heard about I, it. I, I can't remember who I've been telling you. You got a news article and you didn't like, let me introduce it. Uh, <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> no. Um, I, so there's this study that was done. I, I saw this article recently. I don't know exactly where it's from, but it's like psychology today or, you know, modern okay. psychology. Or something. It's just a secular, you know, uh, journal about this, um, study on addiction that they did. Um, back in like the 60s or 70s or something and they take this rat and they put it in a cage and they give it water and heroin okay this is going to end well and yes uh, and, and, and you know and shortly shortly the rat is you know less and less water more and more heroin and then it's all heroin and then the rat keels over yeah dead and and so they and, and they use this study or something like this i'm probably like completely grossly like twisted. <laughs> no i know but, I, i've read this something you're, like you're this, doing well right? i'm doing well yeah <laughs> For some reason, that's not really that. I was that like, rat. Reassuring. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! But so, like, but this study was used for many years to to sort of be a demonstration of like this is how addiction works. Well, not too long ago, they redid the the um, the study, and this time, so they they get the rat. It's addicted to heroin, and then before the before the rat dies, they put the rat back in the cage with all the other rats. Back into community. Back into community. Okay. And the rat begins weaning itself off heroin so the heroin was still available to the were the other rats hitting on the heroin now i I don't know how they controlled that exactly but no but the rat weaned itself off of heroin back to water and reintegrated back into the rat society okay right and and so but this is one of the so but modern psychology whatever common grace um (laughs) is basically saying though that what addiction is is um it's it's bound up with isolation yeah and Broken. Hey, <laughs> the organ. Wow. Oh, you about to start preaching? You about to start uh, preaching? So and, go ahead. And, and uh, but it's but it's it's that's that's fundamentally what. There's a great book called When Helping Hurts, um, which uh, we we should talk to the authors of that book eventually. Yeah. Get on a game. Um, I'm a list. Uh, Fickard and uh, Corbett, I think, are their names. Yeah. Um, but they 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 one of the things they point out is that poverty is fundamentally a poverty of community. Mm. Uh, it's it's fundamentally. Uh, you know, and that's what you know. That's what Genesis says. It's brokenness with God. It's brokenness with other people. It's brokenness with creation. Um, and so the gospel is a message of reconciliation, mm. right? But addictions then are basically uh, covers for our isolation. Yeah, mm. right. uh, they're 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 things that you know. So so you're anyone alone isn't really like you're alone for too long, and you just start feeling bad, right? Right. right? 
Well, but how do you deal with that? <laughs> I, I, I mean, no, you do. You yeah, do. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and so and it then, propagates the problem. No, right. no, and so, but then, but them. if you can get a buzz while yeah. you're alone, yep. you know, or if you can look at pornography and masturbate, right? So, yeah. but what happens is while you start filling that right. yeah culture right. that you need with something else, right? right? You, yeah. you, you fake community or you fake the feel like I'm okay, yeah. I'm doing fine, I'm doing right, preach, right? preacher, right? But that, but that's what all addictions are. And they're, and they're showing, and, and, but some modern studies are saying that basically even these like hard chemical addictions that they used to think really were like just completely hardwired in, even like heroin, are not nearly what they thought they were. There's still yeah. physiological things going on. Sure. But it's far more bound up with whether or not people have community. Yeah. Mm. And of course, right. you know, on a secular level, there's a, there's a kind of materialistic way of applying all that. But ultimately, I think back to what Joe was saying is say, look, look, um, you, there is hope. Um, there, there is, there, there's reconciliation with your maker, your God, the one who made you, the one who loves you. And there's reconciliation with, with community in the church. Um, and you can be made new. Well, I think this, this just funnily goes back to how, how sin works in a person's life. I mean, when you get into sin, when you fall into sin and you don't confess it and you don't repent of it, what happens? You, you know, remove yourself from your wife. You remove yourself from your community, regardless. Sin of your, isolates. Yeah. Right. Yes. Sin, sin isolates. isolates. Regardless, right. you know, it's eight Proverbs eighteen one. Um, regardless of if you're addicted or not, that's what sin does to you. Well, well, and Paul isolate. says, I mean, you're either slaves of sin or you're slaves of Christ. You're right. addicted to sin, yeah, or you're addicted to Christ. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you want to take us out, David? Yeah, but you know, when we come back, I guess I want to get to know the pastors. I still want some marching orders on what to do. Yeah, you know, I, I really feel like know. they kind of all sort of sidestepped us a little bit. A, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know? yeah, I, I want to press it. You know, in. Maybe when we come back, we're going to figure out what are you guys going to do. We, we told them when they came in here that if the police were knocking on the door after the show, they failed. Oh. Oh. Well, let me leave first. <laughs> I mean, I, I want Because you're the only black guy well, here. No. So. <laughs> that wasn't hey, funny, Gary. Hey. <laughs> I want to see your license. <laughs> and registration. Uh, More with our pastors when we come back on Cross Politics. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house. Not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration, unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. We are back in the Cross Politics Studios, also known as the Chocolate Knox 
factory. Well. <laughs> With Pastor Yost Nixon, Pastor Virgil Hurt, and Pastor Joe Clark. Man. No sidestepping this time. There we go. Gentlemen. All right. <laughs> we we, we want to know. We want to know. What do we want to know? We want to want to do. You, you, you got a congregation now that's watching the news with you. You have a chance. I think that if pastors aren't leading the charge on this, nothing happens. If pastors don't give the word, if if, there, if there's no preacher, how are they going to hear, right? Especially maybe given what what, uh, what Virgil was just saying, like right. if if God's giving us an opening, and He is, and you know, Yo said, you know, hey, the the Minneapolis or was it Minnesota House and Senate, you know, there's this been this this sea change. Um, you know, there's this, you know, some of the stuff that's opening up through the Trump administration, so on. There's this opening, there's this gap. Yep. Um, what do we, what do we as leaders, as, as Christian leaders, as pastors in particular, what do we want to see our people doing? What do we want to be mm. inspiring them to do in this, in this opening? That's right. How do we, how do we maximize our, our tactical positions? We want to move hearts to action. How do we move hearts to action? Let's just be quiet. Until one. <laughs> uh, this is this is see this this is the right pastors. Yeah, pastors are very careful with their words. Oh, they they yeah. read proverbs, yeah. unlike yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need those crickets. It seems like to me, you guys are you're kind of trying to push for you know political action. I'm not sure built that way. Um, our our message of the kingdom has got to be the the forefront message. Mm-hmm. And the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of His Christ. You want an organ, don't you? Come well, on. And, and yeah. I don't. I don't <laughs> that, 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 that's a fact. So I want to state that Amen. as a fact, Absolutely. not as yeah. a goal. Amen. So that is actually something that is true. Oh, that's really good. Whether or not people know it's true. And so when you said, you know, what do you do when you get the, when you hear this message? What do you do? Yeah. You know, what are you going to say at church? Right. I'm going to say, thank you, Lord. So our first response needs to be gratitude. It's something God has done. I mean, we see it in the world of men as it works out in the world of men, but these are things that God is doing. Mm. So, you know, what, what is my marching orders to our people is one gratitude to continue to be thankful, be con- continue to do those things that God has called you to do in your families, in your homes. The greatest thing that we can do in our churches to see abortion go away or to see the culture change is be faithful husbands and faithful wives Amen. raising Amen. children in the Lord and educating Get them with Christian organ. education <laughs> and, 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 and looking down the road generations so that the knowledge of the Lord will be as the waters cover the sea. That's, that's really the message. So we can't get, it's not like we have to seize the moment and win the day. Well, Jesus has already won the day. Amen to all that. But I, I would just, Pastor fight. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Amen to all that. But at the same time, I mean, when we have a victory, I mean, we've, we are now set up in a sense to, to actually move forward. Right. 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 We we can. Yeah. And if we gain the ground, don't lose it. We need to um, be in communication with other churches and those churches together need to communicate to those who are casting those votes. Right. But then I want to say, I want to come back and say, yeah, we should do all that because, you know, the slaughter of all these children is uh, is horrific and abominable. And yet we have to remember, I think what Pastor Virgil was saying, um, you know, it all comes back down to um, to uh, thankfulness. If we want to look on the long term, too, it's like, okay, I'm going to love my daughter. Yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm, maybe, maybe she doesn't have to seek unhealthy male attention. Yeah, right yeah, in. And yeah. Gonna, yeah and maybe. Right. And part of what I would. Yeah, and maybe this is marrying what the two of you are saying is. But I, I think like I think you have to get into 
some specifics about what does it mean to love your wife and love your children and raise them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And we have to get specific enough because, I mean, the world really is encroaching. And, and so you can you, you have you know plenty of conservative churches that would believe all of that. But it's not like the world's just standing there saying, you know, feel free to love your wife however you like. I mean, we have people, you know, mocking husbands that say, I'm only going to eat lunch with my right. wife. And, and, and then you start sort of, I see, I see this in terms of people beginning, um, maybe they still believe that, but they start pulling back in terms of like what they'll say publicly. Right. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're now sort of ashamed that, you know, yeah, I, I spank my kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. No, like no, that's 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 awesome, right? The rod of discipline that's given us, you know, whatever, right? Like, and, and you know, or yeah, um, I yes, I'm 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 my wife's head, yeah, and 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 yeah, you know, well, so my wife submits to me. My wife say submits that, to me. Say that publicly, right? My yeah. wife submits to me, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and we're like, and, and so you have a lot of sheepish, sort of timid conservative Christians who believe that technically, but aren't proud of it at all. Yeah, mm. it, it, and, and, and would never say it in public. Right. Absolutely never. Well, and, and I think that's doing what Mitch McConnell yeah, says and right. says it's just a local issue. Yeah, well, th- th- this tide change I think is maybe giving us a little more boldness, and I, I hope yeah. that that's the case. So we do need to seize that kind of opportunity and, and make headway into that ground, not being fearful of you know, not being. Is, I, is there any sense in which? In is there any sense in which? Like, like, so you live in Jerry Falwell land, right? Um, <laughs> Junior, Jerry Falwell Junior. And like, you know, I, I got this, you know, I, I, I can't remember when I tweeted it, but you know, I got the picture of him shaking Donald Trump's hand and there's yeah. a Playboy, Playboy magazine yeah. in the back. Yeah. Uh, you know, Oops. And, and like, you know, just like, yeah. there we are. Yeah. Th- there's the yeah. American yeah. church. Yeah. There's the right? picture. Right. Okay. Embarrassing. Ridiculous. Um, and at the same time, I know that Jerry Falwell Jr. on probably um, many, many issues, he and I line right up. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen, amen. But amen. he's embarrassing to the guys at Gospel Coalition. <laughs> Nobody at the Gospel Coalition wants to be friends with Jerry Falwell Jr. Right, because right. he says things like, "Hey, I want to have uh, you know gun safety classes for everybody on campus." Mm-hmm. Right? Is there? Is there? But like, that's an example though of like, are you willing to stand next to right. Jerry Falwell Jr. Uh, you know, or Donald Trump? Like, right. there's this. You know, he's embarrassing. He's yeah. a clown. I mean, I mean, he's God's using him, and I'm thankful for that. I'd but stand right next to Trump. I, I, but, would, but, I would stand next to him. You gonna tweet and, that? Actually, I make it. I make it a chance hey, to. He's the uh, he's the if, commencement speaker at my daughter's uh, graduation oh, this spring. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. That's right. But, absolutely. If I get to be a solid Christian, yeah, and without having to withdraw any of my standard, and I get to stand there as strong in my standard, he's yeah. standing there. Yes, that's of course. Yeah. But I'm not going to pander to his standard. No, I'm going to be me. And, the, and that, the issue, the right. issue with Jerry Falwell Jr. and all this is that, um, yeah, I have no problem with him standing next to him as long as he reserves the right to say anything he feels that the gospel yeah. right. calling him to do in that moment. I'm not going to say which Trump he is a moral man. To do. He <laughs> refuses right. to do. But my, I That's guess my, my point is going back to like the marching orders thing is I, I think you're right. And, and I honestly, I, I don't. I'm, I was hitting speak, you up next. I'm going to speak for you guys, but I'm just going to say <laughs> I, I don't think that our heart is to say like, yeah, so the, the main thing that the church needs to do is like pound the phones and the emails to the congressman. Mm. Yeah, that's not kind of the thing I'm looking for. No, I think no, no. I think it's something that like you know we can do and it's fine to do. But I, I don't I don't think our our that's the solution. Right. I, but I do. This think, is a break though. Let's not act like this is not a break. This right. is a serious break. So I'm back to that though, and I'm saying I, I think the we, it's it's important to affirm that Jesus is Lord. He is on the throne. Every this all you know, he's sovereign. We're not trying to get him king. He is yeah. king. What right? I don't want to yeah. do, I don't want to be like, but the, assert it in the but public. Because, but because he is king, yeah. right? We are not embarrassed 
right. to be his disciples let's, let's, right. yeah. anywhere. Well, let's right. act like we haven't been here before, okay? Let's not act like that. We've been here before um, in one way or another, right? So let's say for, let's just change this landscape for a second. Uh, let's go back a couple hundred years. You're just going to bring up the blacks. Yes, I am. Yes. Oh, hey. <laughs> that, was, that was my merge of oh, the word. Hold on. Hey, my, my, my black brothers and sisters who are listening to this, forgive him for that last time. He didn't mean it. It's, it's ignorance. He loves us. I, I promise you that. Uh, <laughs> let's say for a second now, um, the, the president of the United States, has his vote has decided that you don't have to fund plantations anymore yeah. in your communities. Right? And so now... Um, people, slavery is, is not ca- quite illegal, but you don't have to fund plantations in your state. And as a pastor who knows this is a, a, a real human issue, what do you, do you just say, well, we're just going to keep doing what we've been doing? Or do you say, okay, this is an opportunity now to be a little more particular and precise about how we address this. Yeah. So now I come out this next Sunday and say, you know what, governor of the state, mayor, I want your ear. People of this of the city, mm. my people of my mm. congregation. Yeah, I want your ear because Jesus is Lord. We have an opportunity now to, um, you know, these are not people who are not under the lordship of Christ. These are people who are in rebellion to it. So your your again your message would be into rebellious people, right? Right. So what is it that you're what is it that you say now? Mm-hmm. What do you what do you what you just preach this same sermon last Sunday, or you say okay, this needs some special attention. Play the crickets, man. Play them. No. Where's well, because I don't. Because no. I think I think what right now is that we've done a lot of this. We've seen a lot of this in the past when it comes to the issue of slavery, where it's like, well, um, and even prejudice and racism all the way up to um, uh, Billy Graham, who's like, you know what? I'm I'm here to preach the gospel and to save souls, right? And so and, I'm and not, not going to not, not say anything about. And, and so I'm going to yeah, let. He's just going to stay on the gospel. I'm going to stay on the gospel. I'm not going to preach and, about and racism. The gospel is going to solve the issue. I'm going to yeah. stay on in, um, faithful marriages, and and that's going to solve the issue, but. Isn't there a word directly for where we're at right now? Isn't it? Wouldn't it be I, great for a pastor to stand up right now and say this message is directly to the governor? Stop it. I think this is you know this is I love I love when you bring this stu- this comparison. Wait, wait Virgil just issue. looked at me. Oh, did really Virgil, crazy. Is Virgil gonna go? No, he just looked at me real crazy, like yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> sure, but uh, <laughs> well, because now, now you is the governor like, gonna hear that or care? I, you know, well, that's we, kind of when, we, did, when we declare, we declare in the in uh, we need a, a message from God to the people. What do you mean? We live in a time right now where everybody can hear. Mm-hmm. People can say. But we your need message. a unified voice. I mean. You know what I mean? We, the Christian church used to be able to speak with one voice. And so as we can come together. But we're not Catholic like that anymore. Right. There's, there's, there's no ecumenical councils. We should councils. be moving that way. There's no ecumenical yeah. councils happening. Otherwise, Joel Olstein would have been kicked out a long time ago. Uh, <laughs> right? We can so, only hope. I guess, I guess I wonder, yeah. though, if, the, I mean, I agree. I think we should be working towards a more unified voice. But I wonder if the way to that is not waiting around right. for a bold happen. man. Right. Be the bold but, man. But rather, I think we begin to speak it as, as though... God's going to give it to us. Mm. And so you say, you say, yeah, I'm nobody. You know, I'm, I, I live in, you know, Lynchburg, Virginia. I live in Minneapolis. I live in Summersworth, New Hampshire, <laughs> you know, that's not in Maine. Yeah. And, and, and you say, because Jesus is Lord and because I was ordained to be a minister of the gospel, I have a word from the Lord to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what, I mean, God can do whatever he wants with it. Right. But it's, right. but it's real. That's real authority given to the ministers of the gospel to mm. declare. To it doesn't matter, and it's unified by the Spirit. It's unified by the fact that it's true. And over time, if more more ministers do that, it becomes a unified voice. Um, or sometimes, you know, God says, you know, I'm just going to have Elijah, 
Right. Elijah's out in the wilderness. Right. Elijah's going to be the troubler of Israel. Right. Or John the Baptist. Or John the Baptist. The one crying in the wilderness. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, inter- I've interrupted Pastor Virgil for too long. Go ahead, Pastor. No, I, I think I've said what I was going to say. <laughs> we- <laughs> well, I guess uh, here's, here's my concern. Okay, then I'll, I'll jump I can't in. see you over there. Okay. <laughs> I, well, I guess just to, just to piggyback a little bit on what Toby said, I, I, you do speak those prophetic words. If you want to do a particular sermon for a particular prophetic word, fine. But my role as a pastor is to pastor the people in my church. That's my primary role. Sure. Then outside of that, there's, there's concentric s- circles of responsibility. And they go, they flow out from there. Yeah. But our, our main role in engaging the culture is through our people. It, it includes a, a public aspect of that. And I'm, I'm fine with that. But I think being faithful to all of the, the text. So right. being culturally aware. So when it comes up in the text, you are speaking to the governor. You are speaking about abortion. You are speaking right. about gay marriage. All those things do come up in the text. And, and when it does, you need to be bold and speak the truth. Yeah. And I think that does resonate. I mean, we have people in our church who are involved with politics or running for a uh, state representative, you know, so we, we, we are an involvement there. So we do have a voice and sure. those people maybe have a voice to people at higher levels and, mm-hmm. and can speak those prophetic words as well. There's a, um, the, just kind of piggybacking on what you and uh, pastor Toby was saying. There's a lot of piggybacking going on. Here. <laughs> yeah. And Yost is a big man. We're all on Yost's back. That's right. Okay. So reading this, this, uh, biography, uh, about this Chinese brother and, um, and uh, what his message is when he comes to the West and he speaks to churches and, you know, how can people ask, how can we pray? Um, and, uh, you know, should we pray that persecution should end or, or what? And he would say, no, don't, don't yeah. pray that yeah. persecution will end. Pray that we'll be bold to proclaim the That's gospel right. in the midst of persecution. Right. And I think we're so comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are so comfortable that this is, um, I mean, this is kind of our sweet spot, you know, suffering, um, this is kind of where the Lord kind of brings out the best in us yeah. and, um, Amen. and we're afraid to, we're afraid to speak. So maybe, maybe, maybe summarize. I mean, it sounds like what we would need, we primarily need to preach and proclaim is boldness, yeah. courage. I mean, because you know, that, that, and that applies across the board. So wherever you are, yeah, you need to be right. bold and courageous for the gospel I'm, as I'm, a husband, as a wife, Amen. Yeah. right? Well, and I just look, I agree with that. But as if I was a person who was locked up in change working for Massa, I want somebody to say, free me. Yeah. yeah. I want somebody to say, don't do that to your brother. Stop it. Right. Well, Gov- I, I, yeah. And what I was saying is not opposed to that at all. I mean, yeah. you, there's some aspect of that that's political, but that's the gospel. That, well, yeah, the gospel that should political. be being preached in your <laughs> right. church. That's yeah. right. It is. Yeah. And so when you see the sins that are prevalent in your culture, it may be. In a, in a certain era, those yeah. people are sitting in your pews. Yeah. Then you preach against those sins. We just got to we just got to remember that, uh, you know, we we traded one master or you know a handful of masters for a far oh, worse master. Absolutely, everybody this, got enslaved. This yeah. master has executed over sixty million babies. That's right. right. That's right. Yeah. right. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's that's far that, worse. Exactly. It's right. Far, it's far worse. worse. Far worse than it was. Yeah. I, I think this is a good time for I think, again, churches. To be out on the front lines, and I think one of those front lines is at the abortion clinics, loving people with the gospel. Mm-hmm. Every mm-hmm. time, right now, what I love about technology and Facebook Live is that people are going out there and they're live taping this. So you get the chance to see what's happening out on the street while they're evangelizing, and you get a chance to pray for them. Yeah. And then I was thinking, man, yeah. imagine if I'm watching this and I see 120 other people jump on the feet at the same time. Before you're done, it's 20,000 people watching. 
and 20,000 of God's people are praying while action is being taken place. It's, it's like, wow, praise God. Like, we're at a great time right now yeah. to be doing that. So, I mean, again, in abortion now, got to put them on blast. In abortion now.com. Yeah. They are this, doing, is the, this is the guys at Apologia. Apologia. Yep, they're doing this they push. They are setting up a trifecta. They're doing, uh, they're attacking the media uh, with the gospel. They're helping churches uh, mobilize so they can be out there on the front lines preaching the gospel at the abortion clinics. And then they're also doing, um, dealing with politicians, how to uh, be out, you know, how to, who do you vote for? Right. Getting a list of their track record, you know, how to vet them, how to get them out of office. And so they're helping churches kind of, um, got, um, Again, pastors... And they have a conference coming up about this. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when is an it? abortion now conference. I don't know. That's why you need to go May, to the site. right? No. Uh, I think it's in a month. Is it in a month? I think it's in a month. It's coming up. Yeah. yeah. In abortion now, definitely go in abortionnow.com. Go check them out. But pastors can't do it all, so they, there's in abortion now to help them do that. But I'm just wondering, you know, hey, how can pastors be more active? And they have a pulpit to preach to the kings of the world, the leaders of the world. Mm. Um, and so, I, I, you know... I think, think, we, we I think as we do that, too, I mean, the point is, and I, I think, Virgil, your point's right, that we do need to remember that our, oh, our first audience is the sheep right in front of us. And I think at the same time, recognizing that as we preach to, you know, through them, at them, and to the world, we're also, we're equipping them to then walk out exactly. the church. Amen. Mm-hmm. We're equipping them to see the world rightly and to, and to serve the world rightly and love the world rightly yeah. um, in the name of Jesus. Y'all pray for me that Pastor Virgil done beat me up after we had done ending the show. (laughs) Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and peace. This is Cross Politics.